Hey everyone, welcome to CrewCast. It's a podcast for guys of every generation. And I'm Todd Mullins, the pastor at Christ Fellowship Church here in South Florida. The CrewCast is a series of real conversations with other men designed to help you grow in your faith, live with purpose, and become the man God has created you to be. Hey, welcome to CrewCast, a series of conversations for the men of Christ Fellowship Church, every generation, every location. My name is Jonathan. I get the privilege of being your host today, and I am excited about the conversation that we're going to have today. But first, if you haven't gotten a chance yet, you need to go back to the very first episode where you get to hear from my senior pastor, Pastor Todd Mullins, as he shares the heart and the vision of why we're doing CrewCast. Go there right now, click it, and then jump right back into this conversation because I'm with some fellas that I love, and I think you're going to love as well. I'm here with uh, Dave Samil. And I'm also here with Brandon Cato. Dave Samil is the campus pastor at our Palm Beach Gardens location. And Brandon Cato is our senior executive director of finance and of uh, facilities. And gentlemen, I'm glad you're here with us And smiling. You can't see it on the podcast, but this guy, he's the executive director. Smile. I I was listening to the title. I don't ever say that. (laughs) That was long. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Good. Well, we're talking about something fun today. We're talking about balancing your work life, balancing your home life. How has that played out in your life? Yeah, yeah I'll go first on this, man. It, it it took me a while to learn this principle that I think is is true. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the side that balance is a myth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually don't think that, well, number one, I don't have a core. And so I've tried to wakeboard. I've tried to ski. <laughs> like I can't, I can't balance on water and I can't balance on snow. Nice. And so like, even think about that, like to maintain balance is yeah. incredibly difficult. And early in my marriage, early in our family, early in ministry, just trying to, man, I had to balance all this. I had to keep every plate spinning. And I just remember kind of coming to this idea and learning that actually, um, for me, it's not about balance. It's about rhythm Mm. and it's about integration. And so what do I mean by, what do I mean by rhythm? So I'm not a music guy. I have like, I don't have very many talents. Like I, I've got no balance and I've got no rhythm, (laughs) but when I think about rhythm and music, um, you know, there's highs in notes and there's lows in Mm -hmm notes but there's something that's consistent in a song mm-hmm. and that's the tempo or the bpm mm-hmm. and so the, the time yeah the cowbell it's always <laughs> there right but that that rhythm whether it's a uh, a high intensity song or a, a low jazz feeling song, whatever mm-hmm. it is there's that constant rhythm and tempo in there and so what i've learned in our marriage in our life our work our careers all of that is for Rhonda and i we've got rhythms and we have to run those rhythms uh, in in super super communication and what mm. we're doing just to make sure. Hey, we're gonna work hard this week, but we're gonna we're gonna rest hard on Sabbath or our day off. We're gonna work hard in this season, you know, of ministry or work, whatever it is. But then, hey, we've already got a vacation booked. Mm. In fact, I just just a tip for our, everybody out there listening: when you're on vacation book your next vacation yeah. so that you always have something to look forward to for that yeah. next rhythm, but keep a rhythm, keep the tempo uh, there. I did try to book my last vacation while I was on the previous one. My boss didn't like that. Just, no. just, just for, <laughs> like, you're not even here. And you're asking me to who go. do you work for again? Hey, we'll, talk, we'll talk about That's that. That's the Holy yeah. Spirit, uh, bro. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I, when I think about balance, I, I often think about 
either both perfectly winning at the same time uh-huh. or both perfectly losing at the same time. Mm. And, you know, work home life balance. Um, I don't know that that's possible, but I do think Dave, you're right. It's, it's communication. It's making sure that if there is a season, that it is just a season. When I was younger, um, grew up in construction family, construction world. And one season I found led to another season, which led to another season. And, um, because of that, things started to lose consistently. And it, oftentimes I let home lose first mm-hmm. instead of work. And so, okay, but, but wait, cause, cause I think this is something that all guys deal with a little bit. There's, yeah. there's this time where we were like, oh, don't worry, babe. This is just a season yeah, yeah. that we're in. Right. And then a season, if it lasts three years, it's no yeah, longer a season. Right. Um, and so it kind of leads more than just a month or a week or two weeks or, and so you're noticing that, like, yeah. what do you do? Like, how do you change that? What does that look like? Yeah. So early in in marriage and work life i i i lost a lot i chose work over family and so i remember uh meeting with an older guy and he just said he said family can't always lose or you'll lose your family so he said if you continue down this path you'll win at business he goes but you'll lose everything else in the process Mm. and then i don't know i don't remember when i got it but i got this book by andy stanley called choosing to cheat okay and um And I think there's a new title to it, like who wins or something like that. But he really walks you through this. You're going to make a choice and something's going to win. It can't always be work. It's got to be family's got to win. And if you look at it from a biblical perspective, your family should win way more than work wins. Mm -hmm. If there is a season at work, like Pastor Dave said, you need to make sure the family understands like, hey, I've got to work on this project. It's going to be three or four days. It's going to be crazy, but we're going to unplug on the Friday and Saturday and do something as a family and completely. And you got to follow through and do that. Yeah. And I think you got to check in. You got to say, how am I doing? Right. And even with your supervisor at work, your manager, your boss, whoever that might be, and your family, like we live in Florida. There are no seasons. (laughs) Actually, there are two, hot and hotter, right? And so like we live in a place where we don't even, the only reason we know it's fall it's because football's back. Glory to God. Yes. Come on, like, Come you on. Know? So sometimes, though, in life, we don't know what season we're in yeah. unless we stop and we ask people, how am I doing? Right. And I think mm. that's the important thing around this idea of integration and making sure that our, everything in life uh, has this rhythm of, of really God's presence, God's, God's design and yeah. will and way for our life. And we're going to need some other people at times to say, hey, how are we doing in this season? Yeah. Which I think is a great question to ask our spouse. Yeah. yeah. How are we doing? And yeah. your manager. I, I think this is great because uh, I, I'm guilty of it where I go through times in life where I've just been in the same pace, same direction over yeah. and over again, not taking the moment to pause and be like, is this am I winning in this area or is this going well and not mm-hmm. uh, getting the maybe the feedback from my wife or feedback yeah. from my boss but help me see uh, as we're going through these different seasons how we can we find ourselves falling out of priority you know what I mean like help me see how some people who don't put the priority in the right place you and I yeah. we've all just as you said in our yeah. life there's times we don't have the right priority how do we how do we fall into that mistake so I'll jump in um Dave, you said asking someone for permission on how am I doing with that? I remember for many years, I wouldn't ask Michelle, my wife, because I knew what the answer was going to be. So that was an indicator right there that I was failing. But I was I kept thinking if I just keep getting this work done and I keep and I reach this level, eventually it's going to pay off and the family's going to have all this time. Mm -hmm. But it was really um, so I'm a builder by trade. So it was really the wrong blueprint. Right. Mm. If I think about. Uh, how a blueprint works, you know, there's a foundation and you build off that foundation. So for us, you know, we decided early in our marriage that, that Jesus was going to be our foundation. Yeah. So 
as we started to process that in the season and I did finally get the, you know, the strength to ask her how I was doing, I knew there was lots of tears and I was failing. I knew that. I knew that was the answer that was coming. But we had to go back to the blueprint. And what we originally started off was, hey, God was going to be center of our house. We were going to put him first. And that meant that, you know, according to scripture, she needed to be next. Like I mm. needed to have God first and her next and then and then the kiddos. So when we started using that as our foundation, our blueprint, our template, we could oftentimes go back to that. And I can say, hey, and you know, most of the times we know that what the answer is before we get there. Yeah. But when I'd have that honest sit down and say, she'd say, hey, this has been a, it's been a long you know, season. Or mm. We often use the word season, but like you said, it's been a long several months mm. of this. It's time to change up and get back to the foundation. Yeah. And I, I think there are some things inside every man mm -hmm. that yeah. we all struggle with, yeah. and it's the pursuit of power. Yeah, it's the pursuit of pleasure. It's the pursuit of of possessions. Yep. It's the pursuit even of popularity or prestige. And because we we have these longings and these pursuits, it's easy for us to go after the few extra hours of work that's yep. going to mm -hmm. get us the the money that we need for the toy that we just bought or the thing that's happening and so these pursuits of all these other things they get in the way of what matters most yeah. and when we don't have people that can call us into account and go hey you're chasing after all this stuff but really what are you gaining and what are you what are you earning in it because mm -hmm. what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his marriage yeah. or to lose his family or worse to lose his soul. You know, that's really good, but I'm going to connect some dots and I'm kind of hearing both of you say here, we, we, you're talking about this blueprint, but then you're also talking about this pursuit that we have. Mm -hmm. And I think there are times where, yes, clearly the pursuit is the wrong direction, but I think there's times where there's well-meaning well -meaning pursuit yeah. where mm -hmm. I am striving to be the most successful businessman, to, to climb the ladder in my job, to do so that I could provide for my family or so I can have more space for my family but I find myself failing in that. Mm -hmm. So how would you speak to that as far as blueprint and maybe the right direction? What does that look like? So I remember when Dave was talking about, you know, prestige and popularity and all these different things. I remember um, there was a season where I had found a lot of success as a younger businessman. And there was like, there was this crazy attraction to more of that. So I got mm -hmm. a little bit of it and I got invited into this circle and this group of people and this party and that thing. So as that kept happening, I realized that was pulling me further away from what we had set as our foundation as a family mm. early in our marriage. So going back to that blueprint and and sitting down with Michelle and saying, "Hey," and she's like, "This is the wrong. This is the, if we keep going in this direction, it's going to pull our family further and further apart." So I had to go back and get some mentors in my life and some people that would ask me the hard questions and help me be the better businessman. There's a there's a perfect way to be a great businessman, but also win at home and be a great dad and a great husband and mm -hmm. all of those things. And so just being able to have some hard stops in, in that calendar, in that schedule, or in that work pace, and maybe say no to some of those things that we're really attracted to be a part of. Like I could go to one more event, I could go to one more showing, I could do one more thing. But at the end of the day, is that helping me win at home? Mm. Or is that setting me up for this false success that is going to actually bring everything back down? So for me, it was going back to that blueprint and saying, hey, this is what we agreed on. And actually, I found more success in business doing that because people were more intrigued by me saying no to s that what everybody else was saying yes that. to. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started saying, yeah. hey, I'm not going to go to that party. Hey, I'm not going to go to that event. Man, this is showing all the people who are going to be there. I'm like, well, tell me how it went tomorrow. I'm going to go mm. home. Um, 
So that that actually brought more intrigue from the business world. Yeah. And they started saying, what's different? Like, And then I realized there was a different platform that I kind of stumbled on by accident. But um, yeah. Yeah. And I love I love the outcome of yeah. that. Uh, what it actually did to open up doors right. for you. Such a such a, a beautiful thing. You know, ambition is not a bad thing. Yeah. Right? I, I believe there is sacred and holy ambition and we should have great ambitions but when those ambitions override the virtues and mm. uh, the fruit of the spirit in our lives i think that's one of the ways that we can begin to check ourselves or get checked that maybe some <laughs> of this ambition is taking us too far uh in the wrong direction um and so yeah. I, I i love how you've been able to do that in your career what you yeah. were able to experience and walk through i think it's beautiful yeah i think one of the things you just said as you both were talking was this idea that you can be successful yeah in both the business world and the home life. I've heard some of you mention the the check, finding the person who can speak to that. Do you have anything else that you put in place that really helps you recognize uh, whether or not you're winning or not in these areas? I'll jump in. So uh, for me, I had a series of guys that were ahead of me mm -hmm. and that I looked up to that I felt like were winning. They had won and they were coming into that, you know, maybe the end of their third quarter, their fourth quarter season. And so I just asked them, would it be cool if we had like monthly check-ins mm. and asked them to speak into, into me as a young businessman and a, as a leader and uh, in my business. And so uh, I used them as an outside, inside the home. Michelle, I gave her, um, I gave her, you know, free rights to everything. My phone stayed on the counter. My computer was on the counter. She could see anything, ask anything. She could she could veto anything that I had planned. So if I was planning a, an event or something and she said, hey, I really want you to be here for the kids, we're doing this or that, it was a yes. Mm. And so I knew if I said no, I had to have a really, really good reason mm. why I had to say no. And so, and she had permission to ask me any questions that she wanted around that. Um, and then I had a couple of friends that were peers that were, we were all in this thing together. So we were kind of, uh, holding each other accountable and watching each other in business. And and so those three different buckets for me helped me stay on track, helped me to know when, when I was winning. And it was cool because as our, that relationship built further down the road, we didn't have to even meet or say anything to know if we were winning or losing. We would mm -hmm. get together for coffee or whatever and walking into coffee, we'd say, hey, you've had a you've had a rough <laughs> couple of weeks, hasn't it? And I'm like, oh, it shows. So, um, and and then our you know their friendship just grew and grew where we were able to to be able to send each other a text message or a phone call and know immediately how we were doing by just in some of the initial responses. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of the things that's really worked for us is a vision for our future yeah. and a vision for the future that actually has. Um, some markers and milestones along the way and and even some calendar holds along the way joking you know about book your vacation yeah. uh, while you're on your current vacation but to always have that vision of where do you want your marriage to be yeah where That's do you good. want your fatherhood to be yep. where do you want your relationships to be where do you want your finances to be where do you want your faith to be and so uh, having that vision uh, you know the scriptures tell us you don't have a vision you're going to perish you're going right. to wander aim aimlessly and so having a vision for your preferred future where you want to go but then going okay how am i going to accomplish this vision what am i what am i going to do to get there and so uh, i i love the shared phones on the countertop yeah. and passwords and all that Rhonda and i we work off of one calendar and mm. so that one calendar we don't have a work life 
and a home life yeah, and a family life. And a, you know, we <laughs> yeah, have our great. one life and our one life that's lives good. on one calendar. And because we live on one calendar, there's some holds on there and some things that actually, man, there's great opportunities coming. But when I look at that great opportunity and I compare it yeah. against the calendar, it's like, oh no, mm -hmm. yeah. that's our anniversary or that's a fam planned family trip or an outing. That's going to win every time because my vision yep. is for mm -hmm. that healthy family. My vision is for that healthy marriage. And so that's going to kind of win out. But I, I think vision is so important. And I think we need, we need men that have a clear vision yeah. of what they want their mm -hmm. future to be. And then they need some guys who have already done that. Then you, that's where you get to go and find those guys who right. are a few steps ahead to go. Yeah, double click on that real fast. Cause, yeah. cause it's clear that that is a super important part yeah. of uh, maybe the trajectory of where we're heading, not only in our personal life, but in those who are an influence with us, right? So uh, our business needs the vision, our family yeah. needs vision, yeah. Yeah. our marriage needs vision. What do you say to someone who's saying like, I don't even know where to begin in that process as a man, what, what do you say to them? I think a couple of things like we don't we don't have to go too many other places to get a vision, right. uh, but to really honestly, and this is going to sound weird, but to look in the mirror, yeah, because I, I think the conversation has to begin with are you are you happy with what you see now? Like what do you see now? Where are you? Mm -hmm. And sometimes before you go to the future, you got to go back, yeah, and you got to go, hey, how'd you get to where you are? What's driven you to the place where you are? Because I think some guys don't even know why they're so ambitious, where they're going with that ambition. It's just something that happened in their childhood or in their mm. young adult life or early in their career, and then they're running on someone else's dream or someone yeah. else's wow. vision. So if you can get them to look look inside yourself. Maybe begin to even look back. I think it's there you can begin to shape, okay, where am I going? Where do I want to go and how do I get there? And then when that vision starts, it doesn't have to be super clear, mm -hmm. but you get a little bit of picture. Then you go and you go, hey, I want to find somebody who's done this well. Yeah. So to the dads who are listening to this today, and you got the four or five-year-old at home, and they are just <laughs> all over the place. To me. You're, are, you're talking to me yeah, right they're now. They're tearing <laughs> it up, Jonathan, right? And so why not go to the dad that you see you as a 15 year old who's yeah. saying, yes, sir, yeah. yes, ma'am, who, you know, <laughs> is, is kind and courteous and uh, has a disposition and a temperament that's like, oh, I think I'd like my son to look like his son. How mm. do I ask him, hey, how'd you guys do what you did? How did you get there? And the same is true when you see people who are living in a different place financially. If mm -hmm. you're tied to the debt, you know, yeah. and you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're going to need a financial mentor. Mm -hmm. And yeah. this financial mentor is probably going to be with you for a season, but you're going to say, how'd you get where you got? Help yeah. me get there yeah. and find those guys uh, that are going to be maybe even seasonal, but there are steps ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because uh, I didn't hear you say you need to find n one other guy that's omniscient, knows everything about oh, all parts, right. but you heard. Yeah, I haven't met him yet. Jesus. Which I heard you say, essentially we have to find different areas of our life and find yeah. coaching mentors in those area. And then Brandon, I heard you say you did something similar in your life when it came to business. How do you select those individuals? How, how do you discover that's someone I want to. And then uh, a step forward, especially for the, the younger generation who's saying, I may be timid to go up to this person in third quarter or fourth yeah. quarter. Like, how do I begin that process? I know. So I was in business young, married young. So I had a lot of people that were ahead of me. So I really like to study people and watch how they respond, watch how they lead, watch mm -hmm. how they treat their team, watch how they, you know, I, my, I had the privilege to work with my dad. So there was a lot of older guys around a lot in the business world. So I just would study them and watch how they reacted to each other, how they talked, like when, how they would end their phone call, just different things like that. And I would be attracted to certain guys that I thought, man, there's a lot of, 
like that guy's got something on him. There's yeah. some wisdom yeah. there. That guy is treating his people. You know, watch when the employees, if you come into work and, and you're there, do the guys, you know, come around you? How are you doing? You know, is there banter? Is there that? Or is it like, does everybody disappear? You know, <laughs> so that's really what I looked for early on. And I made, you know, I was fortunate to make five or six of those relationships and and just watch them and just try to mirror what they, hey, what did, what did that mean? What did you do with that? What, you know, ask a lot of questions. And, you know, if you get somebody, most of the time, they're willing to invest. Like, they're, if you have somebody in finance, somebody's going to be able to pour in because they've been there, they've been this journey, they want to invest. That's part of yeah. uh, part of their growth is yeah. bringing somebody along with them, not just not just running themselves. Um, but those were those were some of the key things. I just really like to study people and, mm. and watch how they their body language and, yeah. and their... I smile a lot. Everyone makes fun of me because I smile a lot. They're like, he can get out of anything because he smiles a lot. But I looked for that. I wanted mm. to see people that were smiling and happy and full of joy in life. Because if they weren't, I'm like, well, something's obviously messed up because yeah. you you got issues. Yeah. 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 And the opposite of that is true. So you look for the things that you want in someone. Yeah. And then it's easy to take people off that list because you look for the things that you don't want right. or or a, a leader's weakness. And you're like, I, I don't want to mirror that. Uh, I know when I was a young leader early uh, in ministry working, there were several pastors, great guys, but there were some weaknesses behind them. Well, one of the things I challenged myself to do was I was going to be strong in their weakness because mm-hmm. I felt that was That's a way good. I could make them a better leader yeah. is I could help them and support them in that. And so, man, if I saw that, I was going to try and come come behind that. And so I think, yeah, you look for what you want, what you don't want, you try to find it, and you might be going, listen to this, you're going, I don't have it. I don't see that person close to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's in it. Well, um, I I think before you look for someone to invest in you, you have to invest in yourself. That's right. And one of the best ways you can invest in yourself is to become a learner mm-hmm. and a reader and to find someone or a watcher. Okay, there's a yeah. Netflix documentary <laughs> that you need to watch on leadership. You know, uh, you, you need to find it. But there, like in my life right now, I'm, I'm pursuing a couple men who are dead. And I'm pursuing them through their written works because their works yeah. live on and their life lives on and uh, in, in getting that. But I'm making that investment in me. No one's going to develop you. Yeah. You have to develop yourself. Okay. And you have to go out and get the development. Don't be afraid to ask somebody. Yeah. And if you're afraid to ask somebody, instead of buying that $4 cup of coffee this week twice, go buy a book on Amazon. We'll yeah. give you some books. Uh, and, and begin to invest in yourself in that way. Say that one more time. No one is going to develop you. Yeah. you because won't. I feel like it almost feels the opposite. Many times talking with uh, young adults and even high school students, it's like uh, what they maybe the desire, the healthy desire is I want someone to see this in me, to call it out and choose to develop me. Um, but what I'm hearing you say is uh, the first investment has to be from yourself, maybe. Yeah. I, I found that to be true in my life. I don't know if that's a norm in, in everyone's <laughs> life, but I, I found that to be true for me, and I found that to be evident and, and true in, in many of the leaders um, that I see who are up and coming, who are mm. growing, who are demonstrating yeah. that teachability, yep. that heart to learn, that heart to grow, that heart to serve. Um, I, I'm seeing that there, and I know that's not this podcast isn't necessarily designed specifically just to that, but if you want to be a great dad mm-hmm. or a great husband, yeah. you got to get around some guys or material mm-hmm. that talk about being great dads and being great husbands. And you know, there's classic works that get ripped on sometimes from time to time. But if you don't know your wife's love language, yeah. you need to go buy Gary Chapman's book today. <laughs> yeah. You need to figure out her love language number one and number two, because <laughs> you know. 
She's I had that wrong yeah. for a lot of years. Yeah. That was painful, like, painful. It, that is practical. It's yeah. simple. But, man, that's going to revolutionize, yeah. you know, what you're doing mm-hmm. um, uh, in your marriage. And so, but you've got to make those investments in yeah. yourself. Because as a leader, you, you're you looking for people who actually are wanting to grow, wanting to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Brandon, how many of those guys would have spent time with you if you didn't have the hunger? No, mm-hmm. I, none of them. Yeah. I don't think any of them would have. They yeah. were, they might give you one meeting or a little bit, but they're going to be done pretty quickly. And I, I would just agree. There were times when I reflect back and look at seasons of like plateauing or seasons where it was it was me. I mm. stopped pursuing. I stopped trying to grow. I, I didn't read for a season or I wasn't hungry for anything. I was more like on my heels trying to figure out like what do I, how do I fix this instead of leaning in and saying okay well somebody fix this I can go after that book or I can go after this person or try to get this meeting there's a there's a different posture so I remember reflecting on some of those times and when I wasn't going after it mm-hmm. nobody was willing to help but as soon as I leaned in and said okay I got to dive in I need to figure this out then people will be like hey I'll I'll talk to you. Let's go. That's good. Uh, you used the word plateau. And yeah. I think the image to my mind is sometimes we have this uh, illusion that we're only speaking about the younger individuals who are looking upward, maybe in age and looking for someone that they can mentor. But plateau says to me, even if you're a senior executive, if you find yourself in an area where you are look where you look around and you're the smartest person in the room, or you look around and you're not making the investment in yourself, or you look around and there's no one else around you that's pouring into you, that feels like a plateau. Yeah. Um, so even at a, a level that you gentlemen are at, where you're leading teams, uh, leading people, um, tell me what it looks like to still pursue and to grow personally um, at your level. Well, I, I mean, just looking at Coach, you know, our mm-hmm. our senior pastor, our founding pastor, he's never accepted like anything as okay like he's Mm -hmm. always growing he's always learning he's always studying he's always trying to figure out something new and and if you're not careful he'll ask more questions than anybody else in a conversation (laughs) so i'm like i i don't want to ever miss an opportunity to ask a question Mm -hmm. or to learn more or grow and i i've had some recent plateaus and it's been on me completely like Mm -hmm. I, i i not too long ago i found myself in one and it was because I stopped focusing on what I was supposed to be working on in the current and was starting to focus on something that wasn't here yet. Mm. And I didn't finish well and finish what I was supposed, what I was given to work on in the current season. Instead, I just jumped ahead and started focusing more on that. And this started to dwindle and not, not have the attention it needed. That was a plateau for me. And I had to wrestle with that and figure out I had to completely pause this this other thing which was a good thing but i had to go back and say all right i need to fix this and focus on this and get this moving and that required growth i needed to ask some questions i needed to go seek some different advice i needed to get some more pointers on hey what do we do with this this isn't this is not right you know and asking questions and just uh and not being not being able uh okay with settling like it's Mm -hmm. somebody just asked me the other day is 80 percent winning and i said for me 80% is losing. That's me personally. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying for me personally, if it's 80%, I I feel like I failed. Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't give it everything I have. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The only thing I would add um, on that in response to your question is, is I feel like every day is a gift. Yeah. And every relationship that we have is a gift. And every task that we're given every job that we have, every relationship that we're in is temporary. Yep. Mm. This is not all there is. Right. Um, 
and so I want to make sure in my temporary season as a supervisor of the staff I lead or my temporary season, you know, your child at some point is going to grow up, go to college and, and your temporary parenting with them in your home, mm-hmm. it, that's, it's a season. Yeah. It's, te- it doesn't feel temporary. If you got a three-year-old, I'm sure, uh, <laughs> just hold on, just hold on, uh, you know, but every relationship is temporary. And so I want to make sure that I am honestly maximizing those relationships maximizing that time and the only way to do that is to be ruthlessly intentional Mm, uh, with our time and with our relationships and what those things are and in order to do that you've got to keep a spirit of growth you mentioned coach he's on the front row every week todd's on the front row uh from time to time when i guess and they're taking notes they're leaning in they're learning and this is a value of our house man Mm -hmm. it's a value of our house that we're going to grow to go we're going to remain teachable to be usable we're never gonna we're never gonna say enough is enough yeah. mm-hmm. that is not part of our house it's not who we are there's always more mm-hmm. and you know for some of our younger listeners we've got a brand new podcast that's getting ready to hit with our young adults called young and adulting and some of our mentors that we've yeah. even mentioned here and others that we haven't like renee cole who is a queen of all queens <laughs> and just yeah. a a woman who has endured and pursued so much like she's gonna have so much to offer the next generation coach and many other voices and so make sure that you tune over to that. I'm sure we'll link it in the notes. Yeah, we'll get those in the notes. Um, This has been great. I'm sure there are some guys who are listening to this and they're probably looking at this vision or themselves in the mirror and they're saying, this is where I wanted to be to this point. I'm not there. Yeah. Or they're Welcome thinking to about the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're thinking about yeah. the intentionality that we just talked about. They're yeah. thinking about the mentor, all those things. And they're saying, I'm off track. Like, what advice would you give to someone who feels that weight of I should have done it right, haven't done it right? What do I need to do to get back on track? I, I'm going to go back to the construction analogy. Like Pastor Dave said, have a vision, have a plan. If you get off track, go back to the foundation. Where's your blueprint? Where's your Where's the pathway that you set out? What's your What's your plan? Write it down. I mean, there were years where I thought I was good enough to remember everything, but when I started writing it down and going back, I realized I was missing some things that, <laughs> that were critical. So, have a plan have a vision you know if you have a spouse if you're blessed bring them into it do this together write it out if you guys review it and and make sure it's right go back to it mm-hmm. if you get off track or you fail so what all right get back on track let's get back on the plan and let's build yeah. this thing yeah and i would say a train runs on two tracks two parallel mm-hmm. tracks you're going to need humility and hard work yeah and if you can live out the humility you're gonna make some apologies along the yeah. way. You're gonna ask for help along the way. Right. You're gonna say, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you're gonna ask for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of humility in this. And um, and then I think on the other side of that is the hard work. Mm-hmm. It is not easy right. to be a godly, yeah. holy, ambitious <laughs> man in our culture and in our society. It's gonna take hard, hard work and it's gonna take guardrails. It's yeah. gonna take mm-hmm. that. But that track, that train is moving in a direction. And yeah. so if you're derailed, you just gotta get back on mm. and, and get back on. And I think it's gonna take that humility and hard work. And wow. own it, don't deflect, mm. just own it. If it's you, own it. Yeah, that's good. Yep. I love that. I, I, we could all mention excuses, yeah. uh, phase of life we're in, all the things that have held sure. us back or yeah. maybe have made us be where we are today. But I, I love the humility, the hard work, the owning it, the putting for I've learned so much personally from this podcast. We like to end um, crew cast with some, w- w- on the upbeat, right? We like yes, to end it. it uh, <laughs> well, this has been upbeat. This has been great. Yeah. This has been great. Well, I would, I, with some rapid fire. Come on. And so I'm going to throw you some questions. You got to answer, I mean, quick with 
these right, answers. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start. I'm going to start with Dave for this one. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Here's your uh, first one. Steak or sushi? Sushi. Had it last night. Dragon roll, spicy tuna, (laughs) cow gang, PGA. Okay. LeBron or Jordan? Easy. MJ. Let's go. For life. Better be. Uh, That's the right track we're talking about by the way today. LeBron's a crybaby. (laughs) Read the instructions or wing it. Wing it. Football or football? Baseball. (laughs) Oh. Okay, that was an option. Ribs or wings? Both. Yes. (laughs) Today. Sushi yesterday. Pork today. today. All right. Go to Brady Gator for this one. All right, you ready? Sweet barbecue or savory? Savory. Mm. Read the instructions or wing it? I'm going to read the instructions. Tent camping or RV camping? Uh, RV. Luxury car or classic car? Ooh, both. Is that possible? Yeah, <laughs> luxury classic. I think so. Classic luxury. I think one of each. Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, Tim Tebow. Aaron, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Keys. Listen, I'm an Oklahoma University fan. I would be a we Tim Tebow fan. We beat you in 2008. Fan, that Come wasn't on, baby. cool. Who are so, those guys that you I, mentioned? I can't. Uh, football. So it's, you, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in the jet. What'd you say? <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today for Crew Cast. Incredible conversation with Dave and Brandon. I hope that you got a lot of it. We got some notes in the show notes for you, some links uh, that we already talked about. I want to challenge you, though, if you feel like you are not on track or you feel like you need to get on track uh, towards the future to do exactly what you heard today, to lean in, to ask some mentors in your life that are ahead of you and to begin to get back on track. We are so thankful that we got to do this journey along with you. Thanks for joining us.